Yo, what's going on, y'all? What's going on? Welcome back to another Hot Fire episode of the Audible Podcast. I'm your host with the most D Man D1 uh, for this time. Quick update. Um, as some of y'all may have noticed, <laughs> I've uh, I've been uh, banned from the interwebs. Um, I had a nice little three tweet soiree. Um, they got me permanently, permanently talk like I got some sense. Uh, suspended from Twitter, banned from Twitter. Uh, I didn't ignite uh, a bunch of white supremacists to attack their own state capital to potentially go after the elected officials that they elected themselves. Um, but it seems I got the same uh, result as the person that did. Um, so as of right now, and as of always, I'm not sending the email and telling them to give me another chance. Uh, I'm not doing any of that. Uh, Wardy sign is, is, <laughs> is out of here. Um, y'all can find me on my new at Dusty Wodes. The man, the myth, the legend. Uh, that's the ad. I'm gonna keep it at right now till I get things uh, together. Uh, quick thing, you know, the tweets was about Madden. I call Madden trash, uh, which it is. It's it's a garbage game. It is. You know what? It's not a garbage game. It's the same game from 15 years ago, which makes it a pathetic game. Um, and the only reason. That I didn't directly at EA. And I just tweeted those things on my actual Twitter. Uh, it's because I got the game on sale. And me buying the game at $20. And it was the $80 version. The $75 version. I got it for $20. Uh, that's the only reason I didn't at them directly. Or walk directly up to EA. And uh, lay a huge turd on their steps. Now... You might be saying, hey, man, what'd you, what'd you say to get suspended or banned from the Twitter world? And I didn't say much at all. I called the game trash. I said the game was dog shit. I said the, the game was pathetic. And EA was pathetic. And uh, I took a nap and woke up. It was all gone. So it's all gone. Just a Twitter. It's all good. Just like I had one set of followers. We'll get them back because that's how I go for you, boy. Let's get to the action. What I want to talk about, what I want to discuss is did the do the Pelicans have the wrong ball, brother? And I have a two-letter answer for that, and it's C. Um, it seems as though that Lamelo is a real deal hooper, right? So. Last night, he had a triple-double, the first triple-double uh, of his career. The youngest player to ever have a triple-double. And it's not about the triple-double. Uh, you know what? It is about the triple-double. Let's keep, I'll keep it real. It is about the triple-double. But if you look at his stat line, and it's only been like seven to eight games. So, you know, let's keep the, the Bobby Bliss action. Let's keep the DT action down. Let's get the, the, the throat action down. Uh, it's only been about seven to eight games. Uh, but if you look at his stat line, 
um, you'll see that uh, it may have 12 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. Or it may have 9 points, uh, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Um, he's been kind of teasing with the triple-double uh, pretty much since the season started. And, um, you know, some people, some players don't, some players just have that in them, you know, with the, the ability to uh, uh, rebound mostly defensive. LeBron has a lot of defensive rebounds. I can't think of a lot of offensive rebounds with LeBron. Uh, he, he just don't pound the boards like that. But he has a lot of defensive rebounds. Um, he has the gift. You can see he can pass. His shot is... It, the shot looks like he is shooting... A balloon, but it still swishes. Like you know, when you want to shoot a balloon, like we all we've all tried to shoot a balloon. Like hold a balloon up, and you're like you're shooting for him. But you know, if you push it too hard, it's a balloon. But you know, you can't just tap it. So here's it's like a push, and it, it. I don't know. I guess his his wrist may be a little too flimsy. He may need a little a little push up, little little bit more power behind it. Um, but he he was swishing it, from what I could see. Uh, what am I? T- I'm talking like I'm fucking Ray Allen here. Uh, the the, the cat can play. He's the best ball brother. Pelicans have the wrong ball brother. And the fact that Jordan saw this means that Jordan finally either got one right or uh, Jordan finally got one right. I don't really know what to, to say. I think Jordan got one right. Um, and I think the I think the mystique. Because he 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 obviously has a lot of confidence already, um, and I think the not mystique, I think the aura of having Michael Jordan as your owner, um, it's pretty fucking cool. Like I don't, the harness is trash, and I never understood. I don't understand how trash the harness is. I understand, but I don't, because you have a lot of teams. I don't know who their coach is, so that may be one thing. You have a lot of teams that's trash that play hard. OKC plays hard. You really don't. You know Shea. You know they have hard for now. But Dort and um, what's the other dude? Cat Basley. We don't know these cats. But they come in and they hoop and they play hard. Orlando, they came in hooping. They play hard. Cleveland plays hard. Sexton and Garland plays hard. They look banged up. They're injured right now. Drummond gets rebounds. Plays hard. Larry Nance plays hard. They're not a great team. But they play hard. Um. You're starting to see that from from Charlotte more on the scoring end. Devontae Graham, um, who kind of technically should have had um, most improved player last year, uh, from going from averaging like two points to like 18, is a huge jump. First of all, and it's a huge jump for NBA uh, NBA player. You know, we you know we kind of look at you know people getting um, 10 points, uh, 15 points. A 20 points is kind of an easy thing. You know, you, know, you don't average 20. You only have 20. You know, Curry only had 16. It's kind of hard to score in, in, in NBA games. Uh, you know what I'm saying? There's not many people that average 25 points as a, for a career. Um, it, it just, you know, it's just some things just don't happen like that. Um, so the fact that, you know, Charlotte has a lot of hoopers offensively. But I think if you mix Mellow in with Maga Haywood, um, they'll probably probably start bringing Devontae Graham off the bench a little bit. Maybe he needs to, you know, develop just a little bit more. Even though, you know, his his points went up dramatically. Uh, sometimes that can be a little bit of um 
um, playing on a garbage-ass team. You know? uh, but at the same time, uh, Minnesota has a lot of garbage-ass players, too. And, you know, they wasn't averaging 17 or 18 uh, like that. So, you know, I don't think Wiggins even averaged 18 points a game. Uh, so, you know, Aubrey. So, I, I think that's very impressive. Uh, I think Charlotte is very good. And I think LaMelo is the real deal. Uh, but, you know, we'll kind of see how it goes. You know, it, it's, it's still Charlotte. I still don't know who their coach is. I'm still not going to Google it. And uh, we'll move on from there. Uh, another thing um, I wanted to discuss was these these COVID games. You know, it's like COVID with the NBA is going to be even worse than football, obviously, because football is only one game a week, right? You get the you get the mix in. We get the Thursday night games, that which messed I think that was Pittsburgh over. They messed the Titans over. A couple other teams, you know, because of COVID cases, COVID contact traces, a lot of different things like that. Um, the 76ers yesterday had to play with, and yesterday was uh, January 9th. Uh, 76ers yesterday had to play with like eight players. They wound up winning by the, you know. No, they didn't win. They didn't win. Uh, they had a, a breakout player, Tyrese Maxey. You know, he played so well. They showed so many of his highlights. I thought they won. I forgot they didn't win. Um, and they just had to cancel the game today because of contract tracing between Boston and, and Miami. Um, you know, I, I don't think this is going to happen. Um, obviously, because seasons has already started. And there's a lot that goes into logistics and a lot that goes into um, uh, arenas being booked and et cetera, which is probably not the case right now. I think a big part of this was just um, people wanting to have their staff employed for the entire season, which I do understand. Uh, there's still money to be made and still money to be that's going to be lost. Um, so for each NBA arena to be open for games, if the purpose was to make sure staff is employed for an entire NBA season, uh, I commend that. Um, because you know the, these are people's these are people's uh, living. Um, you have a lot of vendors. Um, they have contracts with these arenas. Uh, you know the 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 fucking Pepsi machines are not in there for no reason. You know they're not in there for free. Uh, when you go and buy uh, look at some of the machines and the machines all Coke products, all Pepsi products. You know that's not on that's not by a mistake. You know, these people pay for, for places and placements within arenas. And there's contracts within arenas. Um, so, you know, for those to be up, upheld, even though there's going to be some, some money lost, um, it's, it's just something they have to do. Do I think it? it's it's obviously a better way? A, a bubble would be a, a better way, but I don't think a, a bubble for 30 teams would actually work. Um, we, you do have divisions within, you know, and the NBA seems to be one of the only sports leagues where the fans really don't care about the division. Most people don't know what divisions they're in. Like I know the Pelicans are in the division with the, the Rockets and, uh, the Spurs and all this, just because I know that most people don't know the actual division. We just kind of go by conferences. Uh, whereas the NFL, it's people live and die off of divisions and then they move on from there you know the, the cowboys can go two and 14 uh, uh no the cowboys can go six and 11 let's say six and 10 or whatever but if they beat all uh division teams with those six games 
that's a lot of bragging rights, you know. Uh, even though it, it would be considered trash, that's still a lot of bragging rights. Uh, just because that's how deep divisions go when it comes to NFL. But it, it, you know, it's not really a thing for the NBA. Um, do I think that maybe they could have gotten a team or teams within each division and have these divisions play each other? You know, kind of like uh, basketball, not basketball, baseball does. I know they're kind of doing that um, when they kind of. Uh, like the, for instance, the Bulls played the Lakers yesterday. They're playing the Clippers uh, right now, actually, and um, I know that helps with the travel. That does everything right, um, but I don't think there's. Uh, I, I think that you can most definitely just have divisions play each other, and since all of these divisions are based upon locations anyway, why don't you just let these traveling teams travel within each other? Maybe it's already like that. Maybe I haven't noticed that. Maybe the Bulls will play Golden State next. Um, maybe divisions are playing divisions. I haven't seen that. But I haven't seen a proper explanation for it also. So that's what I'm just assuming. That's what I'm going to put out there. Um, and maybe, you know, like I said, the season's already started. The the the, the shit is already made. The, the, everything is already cooked. It is what it is already. Um, but, you know, maybe to have divisions play divisions that way, um, you don't reduce travel, but you can at least reduce the amount of locations that these cats are. Um, so when they're in Cali, let them just play the whole West Coast. Maybe they are doing that. Like I said, let them, you know, so if the Bulls play the Lakers and the Clippers, they should be playing Golden State. They should be playing Sacramento and they should be playing uh, Portland. Uh, whoever else is on that side uh, as well. And then you make the shift. Then you make a move. Because sometimes you get with baseball. And I, I'm not even not a huge baseball watcher. It's I may see like, it seems like um, the Astros may play the Yankees. It seems like four or five fucking times. But then, you know, it's not the playoffs. But they play them three games in a row or two games in a row. Let's just do that and just knock it out. Just get it over with. And also sets a... A, a very nice playoffs atmosphere, and I know they all kind of doing it. I've seen that with uh, Boston and um, I've seen that shit. I think it was Boston and and somebody where they, you know, they played the teams, you know, two two different times. I think it was Boston and Indiana. Um, I, I know that's happening as well, but it, it doesn't look like any of that's really working. We have a lot of con- contact tracing going on right now um, because the NBA does use the they use the uh, one day test. Or the rapid testing. And the rapid testing gives you a lot of false positives. A lot of false results. Um, I understand them using that. I understand why they have to use that. It clouds, in my opinion. It clouds and muddies the perception of COVID. um, Because there are people inside still quarantining. And they see that a player has coronavirus. And then next week he's right back on on the court. Or right back on the field. And uh, it seems to water things down uh, when, when we, you know, already have things as as watered down as liquid fucking fired uh, as possible right now. So, uh, you know, maybe we can, you know, they can get the contact tracing together or get the COVID test going. Or, you know, we got a lot of things going on. Uh, we we've already missed the full week of Kevin Durant. Uh, and the fucking season just started. We just missed a year of him. Two years. Uh, I think it was a full year. We missed a full year of not seeing Durant. And then instantly when the season just started, we automatically miss a week of him. We automatically about to miss a week of, uh, of Jason Tatum. Um, so hopefully they get those things in line and get the, get the shit to fucking rolling. Uh, 
so we can rock. There was something else I wanted to discuss. I was looking at the, uh, let's see, let's look it up. NBA standings. The Knicks. Or the Knicks, who is sixth in the Eastern Conference right now. They're five and four. So right now, the Knicks have the same record as the Jazz, the Mavericks, the Trailblazers, the Spurs, the Warriors. Uh, they have a better record than the Pelicans, the Nuggets, the Rockets, the Kings, the Grizzlies. Um, they have a better record than Miami Heat. They have a better record than the Hawks. They have a better record than the Bulls. They have a much better record than the Raptors. Um, and everybody have a better record than the Wizards and the Pistons because they are absolutely horrible franchises. Uh, one thing that I've been noticing with the Knicks is that the Knicks are playing a lot of defense. Granted, this is Tom Thibodeau, right? So Julius Randle uh, seems to be the centerpiece. Of everything, he's getting a ridiculous amount of rebounds, ridiculous amount of points, which we know he can do uh, because he did that uh, in New Orleans last year. Last year. Uh, a year before last. Uh, he was he was really hooping. Uh, offensively, he is more than capable. Uh, I would say he is more than capable of putting up these kind of Kevin Love stats that Kevin Love used to do in Minnesota. And, um, and on that part, on defense, he plays absolutely no defense. So uh, this year, his effort on defense has stepped up. Everybody's effort, effort on defense has stepped up. And I think what uh, a guy like uh, Frankie Nicotine, um, a guy like, um, what's his cat, uh, Kevin Bullock, Reggie Bullock, Bullock, I forget his name, Sandra Bullock, shit, I, you know, I forget his first name. Um, and cats like Mitchell Robinson, cats like R.J. Barrett, um, who else did the, the, the Knicks have? Uh, Austin Rivers, um, that are aggressive defensively. You know, I don't. I'm not saying Austin Rivers is Kawhi Leonard. Um, I'm not saying uh, Frankie Nicotine is uh, fucking Gary Payton. But putting in with a hard nosed defensive coach, um, I think will 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 bring the best out of them. Uh, and five and four, and I, they look to be pretty doing pretty fucking good right now. They are the Knicks. Things do change. Um, and they are the New York Knicks. So, you know, we're not going to go too crazy right now. They're the Knicks. Uh, but they're definitely better than uh, the fucking Hawks. Uh, the Hawks uh, are just absolute dog shit. Kind of looking through. See, I didn't know the Rockets was three and four. The Rockets being three and four, um, it really surprises me. And and the, the reason why it surprises me because it, it seems as though, you know, we're, we're, we're about eight games in, nine games in, close to about ten games in. For some of these teams, I already played ten games. Uh, some of these cats only played seven. For instance, the Rockets only played seven games. Uh, whereas the Phoenix Suns, Los Angeles Lakers have played. 10 games. They played three more games. They about to play tonight. That's going to go from 11 to 8 between the two. Now, the reason the Rockets at 3 and 4 surprised me, surprises me, because it seems as though that the Rockets fans, which, if you can go back to this podcast, um, if you have a quick second, you can press pause on this one. And you can go all the way down. Two episodes I did last year, a year before that, 
Or the year before that. Or you can go to the YouTubes. Slash Warty Sign. And you can see. That the Rockets fans. Are just absolutely delusional. Where does the delusion come from? Let's go through a couple steps. So the first piece of delusion that I saw. Was that they were mad. That Russell Westbrook wanted to leave. Ding, ding, ding. Every superstar they've ever had wanted to leave when they played alongside Harden. Dwight Howard got shipped out. Chris Paul got shipped out. Russell Westbrook got shipped out. But since Harden is their boy, they kind of stuck with Harden until it's time to be traded, even though we know that's coming this year. So Westbrook's leaves, right? So Westbrook goes on. He, he He's on the worst possible team. Um, probably besides the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves and the Wizards are probably the worst NBA franchises in, in, in easily the last 30 years. You know, I know the Timberwolves are, are fairly recent. You know, it's not like the uh, a team that was around in the 70s, I believe. I believe the, the franchise came around in... You know, maybe the 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 nineties or late eighties. Uh, you know, I don't think they've they've always been around. Like the Miami Heat will surprise you. The Miami Heat is a, is a fairly new franchise. I think they came in, in like the early nineties. Um, it, it was really a couple years before uh, the Raptors and, and Grizzlies came in. And and Westbrook, you know, you don't choose where you go. Uh, the Wizards obviously wanted to get off the Wall contract. Wall wanted to get off the Wizards. Game sign Wall. It just wasn't going to work anymore. Um, and they seem to be not doing so well this year. A couple reasons. It is fairly obvious that Harden wants to run things one way. And everyone else wants to actually play offense. Right? So the last game they played... Uh, there were moments and spots where Harden would just want to do his thing. He wanted to cook. He wanted to do, 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 miss a three. He passed the ball to Wall. Wall passed it out. He passed it back. They do cuts. They do. The team is capable of being a very good team. Even if it's just Wall, Harden, and Christian Wood. Even if it's just Harden and Christian Wood, the pick and roll game would be really nice because all the other guys step up anyway. That's what the Rockets do. All these cats step up. You know, uh, I dis- dislike the franchise. I-, I-, I dislike the fans. But you can't deny that in spots, they can they can at least get there, right? The fact that they can get to a Western Conference final with uh, Ben McLemore and uh, fucking uh, Tyson Chow ain't even play and Nene. And just all of these Austin Rivers, just all of these kind of random cats. Uh, but th- there's a system in place that can work. They have a brand new coach. It's not really just tossing up threes like the D'Antoni is. Um, but it seems like they can grow a real culture. And by grow a real culture, this is what you need. You need either homegrown talent. Or you need guys that were shunned elsewhere 
And then they come here and they make a name for themselves. Now, Christian Wood is not that. He wasn't shunned out of Detroit. But Detroit could have definitely fucking paid him. Um, And I think Detroit would definitely be benefiting more off of Derrick Rose, Jeremy Grant, and Christian Wood, and Blake Griffin, than Mason Plumlee, Jeremy Grant, Derrick Rose, and Blake Griffin. You know, I... The Lakers contract is probably impossible to get off of. Um, and that's something that's their problem. Because they decided to hire a coach to be coach and GM. And to make actually a ridiculous trade on both sides. Because why does the Clippers need Reggie Jackson? Uh, you know, I, I'm not really sure why they need Reggie Jackson. A 24 clip. A 20 something clip. Uh, so it, it was just a. A, a stupid trade to begin with. It was a, a take Blake off of our, our hands trade. And Reddy Jackson's not going nowhere because nobody's playing Reddy Jackson. Um, all of that money. And it's kind of funny, like him and Beverly on the same team. They're like fucking Bizarro brothers. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why. But Detroit, you know, a, another uh, shit for brains, a franchise. Uh, it, you know, at least they have championships. It was 30 years ago, you know, but in basketball, 30 years is a lot more relevant um, than football is for whatever reason, even though there's there's a lot more parity in football than there is in basketball. That's probably why basketball is easy to get dynasties um, just because of the the contract situation and all that. People rather bite the bullet and keep these people or just overpay the shit out of them um, than their football. It's totally different. It's totally different. Getting off track. But I think the Rockets have a good team. Um, and I think once they get off of Harden, and that would probably be to the 76ers, uh, because I think the Brooklyn thing is done. And even if it wasn't done, with them we'd be hurt. I think Brooklyn has a very deep team. And adding another piece to it, add hard to it, add another ego to it. Um... I think it will make them suffer. Um, obviously, Levert is a beast. He's coming off the... No, he's not coming off the bench right now because Kyrie's been out. He's starting right now. But he typically comes off the bench. Um, and he should be going back to the starting rotation once they get things back in order. It's, like I said, it's the first, first game for KD back in, in the last week. Uh, Kyrie's been out probably the last uh, three games. I think that today may be the third game he's been out. Um but, you know, with cats like Karis LeVert, who's, who's a straight-up hooper, you know, if, if they want to trade Karis LeVert and Jared Allen for James Harden, if you're a Rockets fan, I mean, that's easy money. John Wall, Christian Wood, Jared Allen, uh, Karis LeVert, and Boogie. You know, I know Boogie. I'm not sure what they're doing with Boogie. Boogie hasn't scored double digits yet. Um, but to put... Boogie in a you know on four or five or any a backup position where he could just come in and get easy easy buckets because he's mostly offensive guy. Uh, I'm not sure how um, somebody can play no defense but and foul out all the time like and he's always been doing that. So I guess this is a a fundamental defensive thing. You know I'm not fucking Dikembe Mutombo over here. But if you've been falling out and you're not, if you don't know how to play defense and you fall out all the time, and it's been like seven years of this, I'm assuming you just don't know how to play defense. Um, if, even if you've had games with blocks, just because you have blocks, 
don't mean you know how to play defense. Um, just because you have steals don't mean you're a good defender. Just mean you're in the right place at the right time. You got hands everywhere. Um, and, and it's, you know that's just how the things goes. But I think the Rockets could be a very good team. I think it would be foolish, foolish, foolish of Brooklyn to uh, trade Jared Allen or and or. Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, even if they're not paired together, they look pretty stuck on Joe Harris, um, who would be the, the first one I'll ship out. If they want to ship out Joe Harris and Jared Allen for Harden, you know, and, and it's not, you know, I, I don't want to be disrespectful. It's not like you don't trade everything for Harden. But when you like depth, and you're in the East with Milwaukee, with the 76ers, uh, and with Miami. The Pacers is sneaky. The Celtics is tough. You need a bench. It's just not going to work like that. Miami has a bench. Um, 76ers have a bench. The Pacers have a bench. The Celtics have a bench. You, you, you can't just come in front-loaded um, and think you're going to beat these teams. Um, now... If James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant are your three best, three best players, then you probably have three of the top 10 or 12 players, probably seven, 10. I don't know what Kyrie is, really, in the entire world. Um, so that works as well. Staggering. Uh, if you can stagger the lineups, uh, Harden is your Iron Man. You can make sure to keep an eye on Kyrie and, and uh, KD's minutes, um, you know, Make sure that, you know, they don't all have to play in the same time. They start together. You stagger them. You end the end together. You get the chemistry. You, you make sure they're, uh, you make sure they're together. I know Harden and KD shouldn't have an issue. Um, but there's just a lot of things to figure out. And uh, giving up depth for that, I think it's very viable. I would do it, but I also wouldn't do it. Um, but at the same time, James Harden is one of the best players of all time. So if you could trade one of the best players of all time to come in for two years with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, I think you have a pretty good chance of competing for an NBA championship, even though um, teams like Milwaukee has just size and defense. Uh, you, if you look at Milwaukee, they got rid of Drew. When well, I got, got rid of Drew, they got Drew. And they got rid of Bledsoe. Uh, you basically you got rid of Czech Cola and got Coca-Cola. Uh, Drew is the upgrade uh, from Bledsoe. He's a direct upgrade from Bledsoe. While the Pelicans would trade him, you know, my hand is on a table right now, and it's about to go through the table right now. While you would trade um, Dr. Thunder for Doc, Dr. Pepper, you trade Pepper for Thunder, I it's just something I don't understand. It's not an even trade. It's not even close to being an even trade. Um, Beto is not. He's not known to be. You know the the Pelicans. Uh, the things with the Pelicans. I'm gonna shift back. The things with the Pelicans is they need space. Uh, if you look at the the starters, they start Stephen Adams, Zion, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo, and Eric Bledsoe. And they're not even the number one defensive team. They're the number one rebounding team. But they're not the number one defensive team in the league. Um, so they need space. Um, what I've liked to see Bledsoe 
well, you know, this would have been the same thing. And it's the same thing Indiana did before. Not Indiana, I'm sorry. Uh, Milwaukee. Where they traded Brogdon and replaced him with Eric Bledsoe. And they saw that they needed the scoring. They needed the shooting. Drew's an upgrade to both. Actually, Drew is both of those dudes put together. A better version of that. He's better than Bledsoe defensively. And he's a better scorer than Brogdon. He just, he's just timid with the scoring. I don't know what's up with him with the scoring. He plays all like pretty and smooth. He plays like a... a like Wesley did in uh, uh, White Men Can't Jump. Plays like Sidney Dean with just a smooth fat. Like, he plays a little bit too slow for me. Uh, not, uh, not as aggressive. But he has the capability to do everything and shoot the three. He can, he can do everything. Uh, if I'm walking to have a guy like that, and of course have a guy like Giannis, um, you have maybe the best perimeter defender. Uh, and you have the defensive player of the year. So, uh, you know. Brooklyn has a lot of things they have to run into. Um, with Philly, obviously you have Embiid. Obviously you have uh, um, uh, Ben Simmons. Uh, I don't know about Tyrese Mackey. I mean, it's it's one game. We'll figure how figure how it goes in Mackey or Maxwell. I forget. Uh, but we'll figure how he goes out. But uh, to score forty points is not, you know. I mean, but at the same time, Corey Brewer scores fifty two. So. You know, I'm not really sure. And Mo Williams go 50. So I'm not really sure what to say or uh, uh, what, what to gather from that. Uh, besides, it, it was a really good game. But, you know, I, I do think um, I do think the, the Harden trade is it's a big trade. It's a huge trade. It's a gigantic trade. And uh, I think it's something that the Nets have to have to think on, you know, because this is your future, man. Jared Allen's a young player. Kasselver is a young player. Dim Dimwitty's these are young players. You know, are, you know, getting Kevin Durant for the next, you know, maybe two years, three years. Getting Kyrie for maybe the next two, three, three years. These cats are not retiring with the. It, both of these dudes are not retiring with the Nets. It's just not gonna happen. Um, so it looks as though you have a window, and if you can bring. Steve Nash, I must call him Kevin Nash. We can bring Steve Nash and KD and Kyrie together for a solid three-year window where you can compete at a high level for a championship and then you bring Harden in for at least three years. Um, I think that gives you uh, a fantastic uh, chance at competing. And, you know, one thing, this is uh, totally off the, the subject here, but I was... Uh, before the, the, the Ravens and uh, Titans game went off, um, uh, it clicked over the, well, after it went off, it clicked over to ESPN, and uh, I think that was Marcus Spears, and uh, I forget the, Ely, Michael Ely, I forget the black cat's name is, uh, but they were discussing Lamar Jackson, and and this is a, a little bit, it's a giant shift. And we're talking about him finally getting the monkey off his back, and then finally getting a playoff win. Can anybody look up to see what year this is for Lamar Jackson? Um, now, I admit he's not a, a passing guru. You know, this is this is not Eli fucking man in here, right? But. I just say Eli Peyton, man, and Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ooh, I'm not high. 
Stone Cold Stover. Just uh, about to give myself a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, Stone Cold Stunner. Jesus. I'm not high. But Lamar's only been in the league like three years. <laughs> it, this is like his second year actually playing football in the NFL. What's this fucking monkey off the back? Uh, finally playoff win thing. Where does this come from? How does this grow? How did you say, oh, LeBron, you don't have a playoff win? This is his second year. He won the MVP and he won in the first year. To the, I mean, lost to the Titans. So what? Can NFL players, NFL quarterbacks, can can we give them a chance to actually fucking do something? Is this a black quarterback thing? Do I have to go full circle back to this? I've seen this with Lamar Jackson. I've seen this with Tua. But nobody's saying anything about Drew Locke. Who's ass? Baker Mayfield is ass. Ryan Tannehill is ass. I don't know. Did I do that last episode? I could go through each quarterback if y'all want. Most of them are at Matt Ryan is ass. Sam Donald is ass. Sam Donald has more than enough chances to show. This is like year three. And people will say, oh, well, he got Sam Gates coaching. So fucking what? Nobody else gets that excuse. Nobody gets that excuse. So, you know, I don't know, you know, what's going on. Maybe this is a a media narrative thing. This is another one of those, um, you know, where, you know, we all kind of need a a little bullet point to, you know, this. We're going to talk about this, 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 and this. I, I think this is one of those. Um, but to do it for a player that's in like year two, probably not a way to set a good precedent. Uh, and I think it's really fucking stupid. Thank y'all for listening. 